0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
1: Sleepers, breakouts, busts. 1.0 up next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome to FBT and 5. Today is Tuesday, January 31st. I am Frank Sample, joined by Scott White. And we'll start off with our favorite sleeper. Scotty, you're up first.
0: My favorite sleeper, I'm going to go with Miguel Vargas. It's kind of, you know, he's, he's been in the news lately, so that's part of the reason why uh, his his... Call-up was delayed for so long last year. and Never really got an honest chance with the big club, but it sounds like that's going to change for the Dodgers this year. Not only have they kind of sat out the offseason, not making a ton of big high-profile moves while losing some big high-profile players, uh, but just recently Andrew Friedman, the head of their front office, talked about how they're looking at Vargas as maybe their opening day second baseman surprise it's going to be at that position he's also he played mostly third base in the minors also left field first base Uh, but second base is where the dodgers maybe have the biggest need for him could be eligible at all those positions by the time everything's done first base is the eligibility he has to begin the year Uh, but second base would be where he's most valuable it's a very weak position Uh, a guy hit 300 or better basically every stop in the minors Hits. You know, has a very easy hitting profile. Should hit for average, and I think with enough power and maybe even enough speed, that uh, he'll be a must-start player in all formats if things go right for Miguel Vargas.
1: Yep, I like Miguel Vargas quite a bit myself. And someone else I like is Rowdy Teles. Just feels like people are sleeping on Rowdy Telez, One of ten players to hit 35 or more home runs last season, and according to Sports Info Solutions, T- Teles lost 15 hits. To the shift last year we now have those shift restrictions if he had those hits he would have had a 248 batting average his expected batting average was 252 according to Statcast. so that makes sense last year he was a top 100 player that was with the terrible batting average you know if he can get back on track there um then i you know i think we're in for a pretty big season here from Roddy Tellez. And it just feels like he's being undervalued with an ADP of 167. Let's move over to breakouts. Scotty, your favorite breakout is blank.
0: Another first baseman here, but this one is a true first baseman who's only ever going to be eligible at first base, and that is Vinny Pasquantino. Vinny Pasquantino put up huge numbers in the minors each of the last two years, was a little slow out of the gate getting called up last year, but over his final 40 games, Blew up with the kind of numbers I was expecting from him all along. Hit 362, seven home runs, 996 OPS in those 40 games. 21 walks versus 12 strikeouts. And that's what stands out most for Vinny Pasquantino is for a guy who impacts the ball like a middle-of-the-order hitter, average exit velocities, ranking up there with with guys like Ronald Acuna, Manny Machado, real early-round types. For a guy who impacts the ball that hard, Vinny Pasquantino makes a ton of contact, his... Strikeout rate uh, would have ranked 7th among qualifiers last year around guys like Nico Horner and Yandy Diaz, Alejandro Kirk. You know, guys we think of as real pure contact hitters without a lot of power. Uh, Vinny Pasquantino is able to combine those two skills while also walking a ton too. So I think the upside is very high even at that deep position.
1: Everything within Vinny Pasquantino's control last year he was great at. Now we just need the Royals to get better as a team around him. Favorite breakout for me, pretty sure I've had him on my breakout list each year I've been here at CBS. It is Eloy Jimenez. Every time you think you're out, he pulls you back in. He missed a chunk of time last year, as he always does, but over the final three months, Eloy hit 305 with 15 home runs and a 15.7% barrel rate. That is elite level production for a power hitter. Now we just need him to stay on the field. Last year, after August 26th, he didn't play in the field. He was the designated hitter. So that's the hope here. I know there was an article that came out saying he still wants to play outfield. No. No outfield, DH, and hopefully Eloy Jimenez can stay healthy and finally have that monster season we think that he's capable of. Lastly, Scott, the player you're worried about most, a bust here in 2023? Well...
0: The player I'm worried about most is Adolis Garcia. He's the one I'm most actively avoiding. But that's just going to be a bonus name for you because the one I want to talk about here, the saltiest one, is, is Michael Harris mm. as a bust. Now, I actually rank Harris higher than his ADP The player pool uh, outfield being so weak, particularly in five outfielder formats, I may have to draft Michael Harris, even with my concerns for him. But I do want those concerns on the record. He had the second, if he had the at bats to qualify, he would have had the second highest ground ball rate. The only one who would have been higher is Christian Yelich. And we've seen the trouble he's had hitting home runs in recent years. Uh, Michael Harris. And, and in fact, anybody with higher than a 50% ground ball rate last year among qualifiers, the only one with an ISO over 200 like Harris had was Vladimir Guerrero. Is Harris that level of outlier? In fact, he'd have to be even, even more extreme outlier than Vladimir Guerrero was as far as that goes last year. Also, bad plate discipline for Harris maybe he overcomes those the ground ball rate goes down the the plate discipline improves and he ends up picking up where he left off last year but if if those don't improve i have a hard time believing he's going to come anywhere close to last year's numbers specifically with the batting average and the home runs
1: I actually agree with you completely, Scott. Michael Harris is going to be in my bust article as well for the reasons that you mentioned, and I think I'm more actively just trying to avoid him. I have him ranked as my 12th outfielder, a little bit below ADP, but I think I want to move him a little bit lower just to kind of make the point that I'm not going to take that chance. I'm not going to be drafting Michael Harris within the first three rounds. I just think there's too much risk when it comes to... Uh, That price tag. For more extensive Fantasy Baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Bye-bye!
2: Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best